Yo, yo, Michigan Maniacs. This is the Michigan Maniac Podcast. I am your host, Adam Brewer. Uh, before we get into everything, like always, let's go ahead and say go to the Michigan Maniac Podcast fan page on Facebook. Go ahead and like it. Go ahead and get in there. I post everything I know about Michigan basketball, football. Even sometimes when I find some things about hockey or baseball, very rare, very rare, but I still do it. Um, Also, there is a voicemail feature. I'm going to post it on the Michigan Michigan Maniac podcast fan page. Uh, There's going to be a link you can go to. I know I'm not really sure how it all works, but listen, if you have an idea of a, a show idea or you just want to tell me how cool I am, whatever... Uh, Or if it's just stupid, I'll listen to it. If I find it funny, I'll even mention it. Who knows? Uh, I doubt it's going to be stupid because I truly believe that I have some of the best fans ever. If you're a maniac, you are very learned in what we do as Michigan people. Michigan men, Michigan ladies, whatever you want to say, we know what we're talking about when it comes to our team because we love them. So let's get into it already, all right? This week... It might be a short one because there's not really a whole lot going on, right? But there are a few things I want to talk about. One, the first one I want to talk about because it's going to be easy and it's very dismissive. But I I don't live in Michigan and I know most of you guys do. I guess there's a radio host out there that has the absurd idea that if Brian Lewerke was healthy... That they would have beat us last season. <laughs> it's ridiculous because obviously we've all seen the memes, we've all read the tweets. Ninety-four total yards. Ah, come on, man! Even if he was healthy, who's he throwing it to? L.J. Scott sucked. All the other running backs sucked. That one wide receiver with dreadlock couldn't get open. I mean, he couldn't even get open against Tyree Kennel. Kennel, our worst. Our worst safety. Great captain, worst safety. Couldn't get open even against him. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Really? What are we doing here? What are we doing here, guys? I don't even know why I have to mention this. You know? I mean, but I'll just say one thing. With this absurdity, Michigan State has overtaken Ohio State in a team that I just hate. Absolutely hate. Because at least with Ohio State, you have to respect the 15, 18, whatever years it's been since we've won or lost or whatever the fuck, right? Because, I mean, we had a 10 or 11 out of 13 against them. They have their streak. So at least there's a little bit of respect. You got to be like, yeah, they're the top of the, of, the, of the Big Ten. We didn't create them even. With Michigan State, we created them. How can I respect a team because of our own ignorance? We've got to respect that they want they they started winning because we made stupid decisions in our life. I'm not going to do it. I'm not. I'm not even. I'm not even going to address the obvious, right? The obvious because I have got podcasts. I've done podcasts. R.I.P. Little Brother. Please check that out. That's one of my favorite podcasts I've done. R.I.P. Little Brother. It, it, it goes into depth how lame Michigan State is. And their fans are idiots. Plain, stupid fools. 100% morons. They are. And I have... Now, I gotta exclude some of my friends. 
There's one or two guys that are Michigan State fans. I I, I appreciate I appreciate them as people. But what? You can't like them as a football team. They're awful. So let's get past that because I mean it's not even worth our time as Michigan fans to even to even mention them. The only thing that worries me, the only thing is, you know, I don't even want to say it. This year we're going to kill people, so it doesn't matter. This offense now has finally met the talent level of our players. We're finally going to do things. Yes, last year, 21-7, 94 total yards. We kind of fucking choked the fat one for a while offensively because we get to their 30, we'd have to punt, but they couldn't even get past our 50. And if it wasn't for the fact that we fumbled the ball, that Chris Evans, by the way, fumbled the fucking ball on the six-yard line, they would have never scored a fucking touchdown in that game last year. So, what are we worried about? But, either way, this offense this year meets the talent level of of our players. We're going to crush them. Anyways, let's move on. Speaking of Chris Evans, uh, out. I don't know what he did. I, I would assume it has to do with something academic like cheating or having somebody take his tests for him or something. I don't know. They're not saying. But the thing is, you know it has to be something academic and something he did in the classroom instead of on the field because the school itself uh, suspended him uh, out for a year. Okay, fine. Oh, I and I know it takes a hit for the for the running backs, blah, whatever. Listen. With the way we're going to play offense this year, the the four main people that we need to worry about right now, Shea Patterson, starting quarterback, Nico Collins, DPJ, and frickin' Tariq Black. Okay? Those are the guys we need to worry about. Now, our running, this could not have happened at a better time for our running back squad, for our running game, because... That is no longer the focus. Now, if we were going with that 1985 fucking running attack or offensive theory that we had been doing for the four years that Jim Harbaugh has been here, then yes, losing Chris Evans would have been a massive, massive uh, hit to our program. Not this year. Nico Collins, Tariq Black, and DPJ are going to light it up this year. And guess what? Christian Turner. Uh, we've got what? Uh, Jesus, I can't even believe I forgot their names already. <laughs> Christian Turner is the main dude, but we've got uh, God, how do I forget their names? Oh well, fuck it. You know the running backs. I don't even. I I can't even believe that I forgot their fucking names. I'm going to remember it in the middle of this podcast, and I'm going to scream it out. But let's just uh, move on. Uh, okay, so Chris Evans, yeah, it's a loss, but it's not really going to be a loss. I mean, what did he do last year? He wasn't all that impressive. I, I really, he really wasn't. I mean, he was impressive his freshman year. So he uses his red shirt this year. He comes back next. Okay, big whoop. We're fine. We're Zach Charbonnet. That boom right there. That kid is going to be a stud. He's going to be. And then our buddy True, he's going to do the same thing. We've got we've got a good enough. And then you've got Van Sumeren. Come on, man. We've got enough running backs, especially when they're not even the focus this year. 
So they're going to get their touches, and it's going to be wide open running because everybody and their mother is going to be so worried about Tariq Black running that fuck running across the middle. Then you got uh, you got Nico going down. Nico's going to be. I'm calling it right now. Nico's going to be our best wide receiver. He's going to be the best deep threat. He's going to be it. He's our dude. DPJ is finally feeling healthy, thank God, from what uh, Gaddis has said. So that's awesome. Uh, Tariq Black is still healthy. Now, a Tariq health alert. He's still healthy, everybody. This is the longest he has been healthy uh, since his freshman year. I'm telling you, that kid, when he's healthy, is devastating. Devastating. And I had to think long and hard when I was thinking, Nico... Or Tariq. Nico or Tariq. Because I think DPJ is great. I really do. He's phenomenal. He's going to get a lot of double teams. So, uh, the the people they're not going to expect is either going to be Nico or it's going to be Black. And I'm telling you, I'm still going with Nico Collins. If Gaddis is saying Nico Collins is one of his favorites, then I'm telling you there is something to that. I have been screaming Nico Collins for the last season, man. I mean, the only bright spot in that Ohio State game was Nico Collins. Plain and simple. So, moving on. Uh, I think this is a great year for our offense. Uh, so if Chris Evans got to take the week, the year off, then let him take the year off. I don't care. Just get your shit right, dude. If you're going to have a white girl take your test, you got to outsmart the systems, brother. You just have to. I don't care. I do not care. The one thing that I will ever give credit to uh, Ohio State for is Cardell Jones was right when he says they don't go here to play school. Now, I know he misspelled school, and that whole sentence structure is fucked, but the uh, spirit of what he was trying to say is true. They don't come to Michigan to go to school. They go to play football. So, And that's just, it's just the way it goes. And I know that's true because I used to work with a guy named Timmy Smith. Most of you won't know who that is, but if you look up the record books, you'll know who he is. He used to play for Texas Tech. He's a running back. He was uh, drafted by the Washington Redskins. He had a Super Bowl record, and I want to say it was 208 rushing yards in a Super Bowl against who? The Denver Broncos, the team of my youth, the team that I love, blah. They whooped our ass. I worked with him in a nightclub. That's right, boys and girls. If you don't fucking save well and you don't play your your uh, NFL career right, you too will end up working in a nightclub uh, trying to take advantage of drunk, fat, white chicks. That's the way it goes. Uh, Timmy Smith didn't care. He loved them. That was his... Uh, His forte, that was his deal. He loved him. You know, what can I say? I'm not going to question it because they all need love anyways. Um, But, true story. Uh, He, out of his own mouth, said that Texas Tech would have a girl show up, introduce herself as Timmy Smith. She would write down his name and go take his test for him at Texas Tech. Now, no one listens to this podcast, so I'm sure it's not going to make much news. But listen, it's not like anybody's shocked that uh, major colleges cheat. It's <laughs> the way it goes. I don't know what to tell you. So, Chris Evans, all I'm saying is if you're going to do whatever it is you did that got you suspended for a full year by the school academically, you done fucked up. 
just tighten up your game, bro. That's all I got to say. You're not playing basketball. You can't just play six months, uh, avoid avoid classes, do whatever you got to do, and then go into the NBA. This is not how it goes because that's not what Michigan's all about. So tighten your game up. Anyways, let's move on. Uh, now, <laughs> I want to get into it, and I want to finish this. Like, It's not going to be a very long. This might be just a news drop, but I didn't know. You know how I get on rants, so I could go a little bit crazy. But things are moving along just fine. So what I want to close this out on is Jawan Howard. Now, I'm sure everybody's listened to everything possible about Jawan Howard, what he is as a person, what he's meant to the University of Michigan, and his press conference. And there are some things that have completely irritated me about what I heard about his press conference. I heard that his press conference was a debacle. He didn't win the press conference. People didn't like the fact that he didn't really lay out what he was going to do for the future. All this kind of crap. Like, is he going to be a press team? Is he going to be a blah? Is he going to do that? And then then people automatically compare it to the Brady Hoke press conference where he won the press conference. First of all, I don't know why we care if our head coach wins a press conference. Who gives a flying shit if they win the press conference in front of a lot of reporters? Because let me just break down the one thing that Jawan Howard keeps getting compared to, the Brady Hoke press conference. You know what Brady Hoke said in that press conference? Yeah, I'm going to tell you. We're going to honor legacy. Legacy. Did you see any part of Brady Hoke's tenure that said anything about honor, honoring the legacy of Michigan football? Not really. Okay, then, uh, oh, uh, let's see here. We're going to have a high degree of toughness. Toughness. Any one of those Michigan teams you see tough, they might have been scrappy. They weren't tough. They definitely, I mean, when your head coach has to go on and a Apologize to Michigan State for our behavior. Michigan State. Like I've said earlier in a few fucking podcasts, that you can become the valedictorian and you can major in bum fights at Michigan State. And we're apologizing to these cretins? Are you kidding me? What? And this is the guy we're comparing Jawan Howard to? The fucking college football version of Freddie Flintstone? Are you nuts? You can look. Go. I, 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 I highly recommend that you go to YouTube and look up the Brady Hoke press conference. And you're going to see flop sweat coming, just dripping off this man. Maybe I envisioned it, but I'll tell you. You could see him panicking even in the fucking press conference. The press conference. He's nervous because he knows he's full of shit. That's right. That is right. He is full of crap. I I don't even like. So he can say big things like we're going to respect everybody. We're going to do this. The most important game is the Ohio State game. And we're going to do all this great stuff. And what did he do? So. Who cares what he promises at the press conference? Let's judge the man on what he does on the field or the hard or on the hardwood. You know what I mean? So why do we care if Jawan Howard didn't fully express what he was going to do as an offense? I'll be honest. 
Juwan Howard may not know what he has at Michigan. So maybe he has to tweak his offensive approach. Maybe he has to tweak his defensive approach because he has no effing clue who he's dealing with yet. How about we allow the man to get an idea of what his team's going to be like, and then before the season starts, we start asking him what his offensive uh, theories are or what he wants us to be as an offensive or defensive team. How about that? Who gives a shit what he says in the fucking press conference? I'd just be happy if he came up and said, hey, I'm your new fucking head coach. Fuck off and walks off the mic. I'm fine with that. But I'll be honest. And to me, Jawan Howard totally won that press that press conference because I want a man who truly, truly loves Michigan and the whole idea of what we do here. So let's just get an idea of what who Jawan Howard is and why why should we not even give a shit what he said at the press conference? It's a press conference, people. This isn't basketball. It's just talking to reporters. So why do we care? Who gives a crap? He still, as last time I checked, he still has three empty scholarships. Three on a team of what, 15? Is that, is that, is that as many as a, as a basketball team can carry? Let's just say 20. I don't even know, but I'll tell you who it, you have three open fucking scholarships. That's a huge number when you're starting. Your starting lineup is five. Yeah, that's right. We lost three of our starting five dudes to the NBA this year. Okay, well, so let's cut him a break. Maybe he doesn't really know what we got. But I'll tell you one thing. When it comes to a coach, I'm super happy we have him. Because here's the thing. I don't. You probably have already heard this, so just bear with me. But did you know he was responsible for getting all Fab Five guys together? I mean, he, in Chris Weber's own words, he heard more from Jawan Howard than he heard from the assistant coaches that were recruiting him from Michigan. Now, keep that in mind. Jawan Howard wasn't a part of Michigan yet. He was just a high school kid who was trying to put together something special. And last time I checked, the Fab Five changed college college basketball the way we saw it. You remember the nut-hugging shorts? Changed that. And they were the first. They were the first team to be all freshmen, right? And they were going up against a college basketball system that still had juniors and seniors. You know how many juniors and seniors are still in college basketball? That now now smaller schools, sure, but we're talking North Carolina, Duke. Some of the biggies still had juniors and seniors, quality players still playing in college, not going straight to the NBA. And now every every other team you see now has five starting freshmen or three starting freshmen or whatever. But before that, it was the Fab Five that did it. Jawan Howard was responsible for recruiting all five. Well, obviously himself. So all four of the, the remaining Fab Five to go to Michigan. He was a high school player and he was already recruiting. So you're telling me in his 30-plus or 20-something years of basketball and the pros and in college, he didn't learn something else about recruiting? Come on. Give me a break. Dwayne, Dwayne Wade and LeBron James love him. 
That says something. Uh, the Miami, the Miami uh, Heat kept him around even though his play declined because he was so good at bringing in the young players and being able to mentor them into what the NBA life was about. Does that not sound re- like recruiting? Does that not sound like a college basketball coach mentoring young kids into the new life? And let's face it, people, he's going to walk into any household, any household, no matter if it's two-parent, one-parent, or grandparent household, and he's going to be able to talk to them in a way that they understand because he's lived it. His grandmother, he lived with his grandmother. She loved the University of Michigan. She died the day he signed that letter of intent, okay? He knows how to talk to the families, and he knows how to tell them that he loves this school, he loves the program, he loves everything he's doing, and he's going to do his best to take care of their son and get them into the NBA if they've got the talent to do it. He's going to go after McDonald's All-Americans because, like he said, if they got talent, he's going for it. All right? He's going to buck the system. He's going to try something different. God bless John Beeline because he brought us from the depths of hell, basketball hell, to prominence again. God bless that man and everything he did. But it's time to move on. It's time to try something different. I love the fact he cried. I love the fact that he gets so emotional just thinking about his time at Michigan Like he said, he promised when he started as a freshman that he'd bring a national title to Michigan. As a player, he left too early to do it. So now he's going to try and do it as a coach, and I love that. I love that. And guess what? He is a graduate of Michigan Michigan University, even though he left early. Because remember this thing way back before online classes? There was this thing called correspondence. Yeah, that's right. You would do college classes and mail the shit in. That's right. U.S. snail mail. He would do do his homework and mail it in. Mail it in, people. If they're willing to if they're willing to suspend Chris Evans for a year for stuff he did academically, they ain't going to f around with some dude who's in the NBA. He did it by mail. That shows dedication to something other than just basketball. And that too will resonate with the parents of everybody he talks to because he's a good man. He loves this school. He wants to do the best for the school. Yes, he will probably get outclassed in some basketball games by just more seasoned, more talented uh, head coaches in the college game. He just is going to this first season. But guess what? He's not dumb. He's smart. He's going to figure that shit out. It's only going to take a season. It's it's not going to take long. It's not going to be Brady Hoke. He won't see Jawan Howard apologizing for us acting like, like, like we're kicking somebody's ass. They're going to be like, "Oh, well, we're really sorry for why we did this. We should have never done that." Yeah, that's what Juwan. That's what Brady Hoke did, not Juwan Howard. Juwan Howard's going to figure out the college game. Yeah, he's going to get worked, sure. But guess what? He just brought in a uh, old school head coach. Can't remember his name because listen, I'm not a basketball podcast. <laughs> I love them, and I, I will cover them, but I am not going to go in depth like I do football. He brought in some kid, some old dude who was a uh, 20-year vet from some 
college that everybody's well respected and loves him that's fantastic and i'm sure i'll post that on on the michigan maniac podcast fan page i'm sure i will on facebook check it out i'm sure it's a good read uh so boom got that got one of the best uh athletic trainers in the nation boom got him kept kept washington boom kept him i mean uh luke Ockledge or Lockledge or whatever his name is. Yeah, he wants to be a head coach. So he's going to go to Texas, figure some shit out, and then he's going to move on. I mean, the guy's like, what, five years away from five years removed from uh, high school basketball? Okay. Yeah. Defensively, he was a genius. Awesome. I thank him for all the years that he made Michigan amazing. But Juwan Howard's a, a NBA defensive guy. Maybe he's going to want to run some type of NBA friendly offense mixed in with the defense so this way we can get some AAU guys and that's also another thing when he got hired a, a very prominent AAU program praised the hire you don't think that's going to help out you don't think they're paying attention to what Michigan's doing so yes Jawan Howard may not be conventional he may not have all the the check marks that we need for a head coach but he's fat five he was a part of the team that changed college basketball how many teams can say that yes that's right 92 and 93 or 91 and 93 whatever it is we went to back to back championship games and we didn't get it done because they were freshmen and sophomores going up against very heavy junior senior recruited and uh teams i mean north carolina duke and then north carolina had a ton of seniors and juniors who went on to the nba to have very successful careers they were freshmen and sophomores big difference you know and then we were what one the next year after that we lost in the sweet 16 i think i can't even remember who we lost to but i mean we were close so fab 5 changed everything culturally basketball wise everything you think of and Jawan Howard's bringing those guys back do you think that's not going to help recruiting you don't think it's going to help that Dwayne Wade i don't care about lebron cuz we all know he's an ohio state buckeye and i just want to barf even thinking that he could Ugh. I don't know, but there is a part of me, though, that kind of wants his son to come to Michigan. You get the biggest Ohio State. Like, he's like the Drake of Ohio State, LeBron James. He's totally the Drake of Ohio State. And you get his son to come to Michigan, that, that makes my heart sing a bit. I have to admit, that really does. That makes my heart sing just a bit. But... You know, you get Dwayne Wade, LeBron James. You get certain guys with these young kids. Seeing that, understanding what these guys meant to basketball, we're going to start winning. It's just, it's going to be. We may be the new one-and-done school. We just might be. Who knows? But he's going to keep us where we're at, and I really do believe he's going to take us above and beyond. And I wouldn't be surprised if he wins a national title, at least one in Michigan. I can't wait. I, I, I wish him the best of luck. I love him because he was a part of the Fab Five who I grew up loving, idolizing, just wanted to be a part of. 
I love that. I love the fact that that Michigan and the Fab Five are healing things and coming back together. It's fantastic. And I'm going to leave it at that. Um, Coming up soon, I don't know when, I will do my prediction of who will start at each position. Uh, I'm still doing uh, a lot of uh, homework on that. And it also helps that DPJ is healing. Uh, But, I mean, it's probably going to be very obvious. I mean, come on. I know we've had a lot of guys go to the pros, but they... We're not. We're no longer in rebuilding mode. We are just fill and go. Just fill it and go. That's all we are right now. And I'm super excited about that. We. It's taken a long time to get back to that. It has really. It really has. But we're there. And then I'm going to go over the schedule. I'll give scores and what I think, and I'll give the total. Uh, you know, wins, loss, whatever. Uh, a little bit of a spoiler alert. I don't think we're losing shit this year. Big Ten title, even playoff appearance. Get ready for it. Uh, but I'll go into more depth soon. Don't know when. But, guys, thank you. I have noticed a huge spike in numbers lately. So whatever you guys are doing, continue to do it. Uh, the top five most listened podcast has been fantastic because there was a clear top five. And now these numbers have changed. I'll be quite honest. Uh, three and four have dropped to four and five. Number five has catapulted to the tie for number, well, actually for number two. Well, actually, not even the tie. He catapulted number two, the uh, Grant slash Urban Meyer update, whatever that is. Number two, a solid number two, like way ahead of three and four. Uh, catapulted its way up. Then you've got a tie for number one right now. That's why there's no clear-cut number two. You've got the reaction episode for the Ohio State Buckeye game. Fucking, I go nuts in that one. Uh, And then also one that I didn't even think people would have really liked, but it was the the big game, pregame, Notre Dame-Michigan matchup. You guys seem to love it because it's jumped about... 50 or 60 places, boom, like, in just a couple days, about 60 more listens. Now, listen, I know, we all know podcasts that get, like, 150,000 listens every time they drop a thing. I'm still doing word of mouth, people. I'm still just trying to get this thing going. You know, I'm not Joe Rogan, right? I'm not any of those guys. I'm still just trying to get this thing going on, mainly word of mouth. So if you guys really enjoy these episodes, I really, truly hope that you do word of mouth. Get people to become a maniac. Just hit up the voicemail, uh, become a maniac, let more people become a maniac. Just keep pressing those numbers because this season is going to be amazing. I cannot wait, cannot wait for the future of the Michigan Maniac podcast. And I really cannot wait for this season of Michigan football because it's going to be sweet. Sweet. All right, guys, that's it. That's all I can say. Um, like always, guys, uh, it's always great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And forever and always, guys, go blue.